You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to become known as a trusted authority while building a thriving business you love? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Here's your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show brought to you by the InfluenceAlliance.com, which is the business building community for change makers, coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable and scalable business while make a much bigger impact in the world with their message. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says being unforgettable is beyond being memorable. It's about a lasting legacy. And joining me on today's show is Sabah Ali. Sabah is the founder of The Brands That Sell. She's a business coach. She's a two-times TEDx speaker, number one best-selling author, and she is on a mission to create unforgettable lives. Now, known for her branding work, she has assisted hundreds of passionate CEOs to clarify their brand message marketing strategy, as well as their sales processes to create an unforgettable brand that sells online with clients based worldwide. She has helped generate in total of over $1 million plus in revenue for her clients. Now on today's show, she's going to share using the art of attraction in your marketing to be unforgettable, what's involved. She's also going to talk about finding your brand essence to reel in high-end clients, as well as the unconventional way to build a multi-six-figure coaching business. So welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And I, I can go on and on about attraction, about brand essence. I'm so excited that, that I get to talk about it today with you. Yes. And I love that topic, um, being a brand strategist, working with entrepreneurs, but also in decades ago in another life with uh, executives. It's so important, particularly now, there's so many more businesses online and consumer behavior has changed and new technologies are constantly being added to the different platforms that we can use. But what hasn't changed is the importance of building that reputation that precedes you almost, doesn't it? When someone is asking uh, across the table, do you know someone who does X, Y, and Z, that your name is one that is spoken about in the best possible way, of course, because as we know, um, (laughs) your brand is reputation and that can be done well and maybe not so well. So let's dive in and talking about when you say the art of attraction in our marketing to be unforgettable, what are some insights that we need to know? Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to attraction in our marketing, what I always love to start off with is even understanding like what attraction really is. So it's basically um, what I like to call it is when you even go into a store and you see something that's either like shiny, you see something that you want, you see something that you desire you will go over there, look at that product, look at that 
pair of shoes, that clothing item, that food, like whatever it is, you're going to go look at it because it's something enticing that you want. So when I talk about attraction marketing, especially in the online space, it's all about presenting your offer in a way that's really clear, simple, and something that people actually want to buy. Now, how I even got into attraction marketing is for me, I've been in the online space for quite a few years now. I started to create content online, build a brand. And I say build a brand with quotes because when I first got started, when I was 19, I was just creating content, documenting my story without really knowing I was building a brand and building an audience. What happened was I built this audience and people started to come to me asking for help in content creation, audience growth, speaking on stages. I wrote a book when I was in college, all the things. And my first ever client I signed on for coaching, I asked him, I was like, why did you sign on with me? <laughs> of course, back then I had a lot of limiting beliefs. I was younger. Um, I'm a minority. I'm a female. Like, why did you choose to work with me versus so many more successful entrepreneurs that are making six to seven figures? Why me? And the reason why was because I exuded something that he wanted, which was consistency and confidence in my marketing. So a lot of the times when we go out there and try to market a product, it's like, how, how can we get, um, how can I get this product in front of my clients? And a lot of people are like, go talk to your consumers, call them, you know, knock on their doors, send cold messages. But in reality, it's like people, people want something that they almost like can't have or want something that's exclusive and something that's urgent, something that like, you have to have it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you and have all to of have those it. different components, isn't it? As you're continuing to share that message, it's the right message, the right approach, the right charisma um, in front of the right person. And once you get that um, correct, when someone who is looking hears, reads, views, however you're, they're consuming your content, instantly there's connection. There's one thing that I wanted to just highlight and, and have you speak a little bit more into because I think so yeah. many people are waiting to be confident before they share their message. Yet when someone hired you, you, you asked them, why did you actually hire me? And he <laughs> said, he confirmed to you because there's consistency and there was confidence. Isn't mm. that interesting that yeah. it, you exuded confidence because I'm sure that it, it in the content that you were sharing, you were confident, but how your mindset can often portray you or see yourself in a different light than actually what you're, uh, you know, how you're connecting. So share a little bit more about that. What was it that you were doing? Um, let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So confidence in your marketing, confidence when it comes to content, even showing up on camera, I always say it's when you're so excited, when you're so passionate about something, it just flows. Now, some people may understand this and some people might be like, okay, I've heard that before. What does that actually mean? So for me, when I first got started online, I had this rush of excitement of creating something. And something I like to relate this to is like when you when you look at kids and when we were younger, when you know you look at babies and toddlers, they're so excited about like literally anything and everything. <laughs> they're so excited to try the new thing. They're so excited to play. And there really is no 
Like there's, there's no wall, there's no restriction, there's no limiting beliefs, fears, doubts that they have about the thing that they're going to do. Now, a lot of times, especially in the online space, people fear if I post this thing, what are people going to think? If I post this offer, people are going to buy. If I host this podcast show, are people actually going to listen? So when we show up, it's not in our full essence of truly just being so excited about what we're doing, but it's coming from a place of, oh, like, this is something I really want to do. But like, what if, what if it doesn't work out? And that's something I always love to talk about openly with my audience and with my clients is your true leadership is going to show when you can show up, be so passionate about what you're offering and still do it when you think, quote unquote, no one is watching. Um, And what I realized over time being so consistent for literally years in and years out is people are watching even if you think they aren't. That's right. Yeah. I I had heard someone say, and I can't quite remember the statistics, but for the people who do engage, maybe there are one or two likes. Don't be disappointed by that because there are many more. It's like the iceberg, isn't it? We only see part of the iceberg, yet there can be an incredible base that is beneath that. And that consistency will continue to build the momentum. And once you start, consistency will also help with confidence because I'm sure if you look back because I remember going back to 2008 I cringe when I listen to the first you know several months of podcasts because it was like you get, your voice is just different because there's that nervousness we can hear yeah. it more ourselves than others um but as you continue to start and this is what one of my mentors says you don't need confidence you need courage because mm-hmm. as you continue to share day after day week after week month after month year after year the confidence build so much so that your message as you have just said will start to flow you'll be able then to then um, bring your whole self, your essence, and that's what you want to talk about in a moment, finding that brand essence, because that can be real difficulty for people too. They don't often recognise that essence in themselves that no one else can emulate, no one else can copy because mm-hmm. it's a unique blend of how they've been created, isn't it? And when you understand what that is and bring that forward, that's what you say, that you really can begin to attract those higher level clients share more about what's brand essence let's define that first yeah so the way I love to describe brand essence is basically your unforgettable factor now the most simplest like the simplest way that I can explain it is basically you and your personality um when I talk about this in my content with my audience with my clients There's, of course, a deeper level is in terms of figuring out what that is and properly exuding it in your content, right? It's like you have your personality, um, you have that like special expertise, that skill that you can, of course, market and monetize. There's a specific gap that you can find in the marketplace that someone that might be doing exactly what you're doing isn't necessarily capitalizing on. But the last part is finding something about you that is so magnetizing. So I believe every single person has something in either their personality, their hobby, their day-to-day life, something that maybe 
they've done in the past that they can highlight as their core unforgettable factor. But in simplest terms, um, when people like even when sometimes you hear people say like, find your voice, find your expression, it's honestly as simple as just show up as if you show up with your friends and with your family online. Because the thing is, the moment we try to act or be someone or something, we lose the core brand essence of you. So for me, for an example, when I first start to show up online, I thought I had to be really structured, really professional, uh, like the whole suit and tie type of deal, <laughs> but like through my content. When in reality, if people who really know me I'm extremely sassy. I I, I will cuss. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to tell my clients, tell my audience how it is. I'm just not. Yeah. Like I have that balance between I'm very empathetic. I can feel what you're going through, but I'm also like your tough love coach. So yeah. when yeah. people can can, you know, feel who you actually truly are, that's why they attract to you because they know you're actually human. You've humanized your brand. That's something I talk a lot about. And it's not like you're buying from a business that just is trying to sell you something. Uh, that makes so much sense because, and I love that, uh, you know, one of my former mentors was called the Velvet Hammer. She was empathetic. Mm. Oh, I love that brand. And she would touch you out on your crap. She would pull, you know, she would pull you up on it. And that's what we want. And that it's those nuances, isn't it? Those um, idiosyncrasies, those little things that we often take for granted. And in some instances, it's what people are trying to hide mm. because they think that that is something that might offend people um, or but it's what's endearing to your ideal client isn't it mm, and yeah. so don't hide that whatever element it is it may also be something I had one client who was often scolded at school for mm. asking too many questions because she would like to go deep and then at work because she would you know, she would shine in that way and her leaders felt very intimidated. So we'll often tell her, well, we don't want you at your meetings, our meetings, because you just ask too many questions. So she thought from that feedback that this wasn't a gift, but she realized that when working with clients through asking those questions and being curious, she was able to unpack very quickly what would make them unique. And so for some people, I'm sure you found too, it's been something that they've been hiding. Yeah. Well, someone's told them in the past, you shouldn't be doing that and actually bring it out. And when you weave that into everything that you're doing, that mm -hmm. becomes that unforgettable uh, factor about your yourself. What would you say to someone then who has no real idea where to start? Are there some things that you would have them look out for that may be a sign or something that can happen that, hey, maybe this is something to look at as a component of your unforgettable you know, factor? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this, I mean, this almost ties into marketing. So if you already are creating content online, you're marketing yourself, you already have an offer. One exercise that I still do, um, you know, every so often is make a post on your social media, or you can even just go to your friends and ask them, like, why either a why do you choose to follow me? Or give me a list. Like I actually have done this with my friends and my family. Give me a list of all my strengths and all my weaknesses. So this actually, I haven't thought about this story in so long, but it's the perfect story that I want to share with you guys. I did this about 
two and a half years ago, right after I graduated college. And I asked my closest friends and family members, can you make me a list of five strengths and five weaknesses that you see in me? Back then, I made that list for myself too. Um, I got the list back from all my friends and family members. And in the top five strengths, I saw every single person wrote confidence. Can you guess what I wrote on my weaknesses? Wow. Really? I wrote, I wrote confidence <laughs> as one of my weaknesses. Wow. So that was really eye-opening to me because people will see you in a different way than you see yourself. And a lot of people don't understand that. So one thing you can do is go do this exercise with your family members, with your friends, and ask your online audience, whoever it is, 100 people, 1,000 people, 10,000 people, why do you choose to follow me? And you will get so many answers and you will see a common theme. And that can be something you can highlight in your marketing and in your brand. Like for me now, it's like, okay, like, of course, I built my confidence a lot more, but I highly display that in my in my marketing because that's something that people need and that's something that people want. Yeah, I love that exercise. And, you know, as you were sharing that, that's exactly what we used to do with executives and professionals. Go mm. and tap to some of the leaders that you've been working with, even if you had past, um, you know, bosses and and leaders, a a great way to do a little bit of research. But you have to have a thick skin and stop stop being, uh, allowing that list, because often what we do is all of those beautiful strengths and gifts, but what we get fixated on is the areas of what we, you know, weakness. And some of those areas we just need, I mean, that is a gift in itself, isn't it? Because it's areas that you look at, is that, those weaknesses going to inhibit you, your strengths from shining through, then deal with it. But if it's not a strength, uh, sorry, uh, if that area of weakness is something that's not even going to bother you, then don't worry about it. And something Mm -hmm. else to that too, the people that are giving you feedback, particularly the online, if they're not your ideal client, then don't dwell on it either. Because if you've got a group of your ideal clients who highlights the strengths and the gifts and everything, then that's what you want to continue to be, isn't it? Because they're the ones that you want to attract. You know, Mm -hmm. when it's discerning between who you're listening to that's giving you feedback because some people give you feedback that you've just got to go thank you so very much next not that you say <laughs> yeah. that to them, but you know what I mean because otherwise you can feel stretched and you feel like this um like who actually am I but get clear and then just go and be that um mm-hmm. uh, yeah 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 and something I'd love to add on that too just quickly is Like, yeah, you're going to attract so many different people. And even if they're not your ideal client, what I always like to look at my audience as is like, you'll have, of course, your ideal clients. You'll have people that lurk, that may buy from you, that may not. And then you have those people that are just like true fans of you and for what you're doing, your mission, your beliefs, your business, your brand but they'll just never buy because they simply aren't your ideal client. But like all of those people, I feel like are so needed because those fans, those community supporters, 
they can bring in people that are your ideal clients. That's how you can also get a lot of referrals. Um, so yeah, exactly what you said. It's like, listen to a course of people that you do want to bring into your world, but don't let that, you know, bring you down. If you hear something that's like, oh, like, you know, maybe I should do more of this or more of this. Just stay on track to, for one, the brand that you want to create. And then of yeah. course, the type of clients that you want to be attracting. Yeah. Because one of the, as you were sharing that exercise, I remember one of my clients, she was told quite frequently that she's too direct. But that too, that directness was actually a blessing for others because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we can sometimes go all over the place. And so having a coach or a consultant that says, stop, you're doing it again. You're going down that whole, you know, uh, rabbit hole of that's good. You need that, you know, for someone to pick that up and not yeah. um, let that go by the wayside. Good, good, good. Love, love, love that. Let's talk about unconventional way to build a multi six figure coaching business. What do we need to know here? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I love to break the rules when it comes to marketing, when it comes to offers, when it comes to how you show up online. And honestly, this ties into exactly what we've been talking about when it comes to branding. Um, so for me, I'm a business coach. So I help people once again, build their brand, attract clients online. Very simple. When I first got started into coaching a few years ago, I was told that you need to first start with like low ticket offers. You need to first start with like charging a few hundred dollars and then you have to work your way up to of course charge more. And like logically simply, like if you've never been in the online space, coaching space, consulting space, you probably think to yourself, of course that makes sense. You have to build your way up. However, for me, when I tried to do that, it just simply didn't work. <laughs> It did not work. I crafted out so many offers. I only got a few people to buy. And I always wondered, like, how are people able to build multi six figure businesses online? Right? Like, how are people able to do that? And it wasn't until I realized that the type of clients that I actually wanted to work with, they value premium pricing. Like they value like they don't care if they're paying a few thousand dollars, as long as they get the result that they are set out to find. So for me, I actually just talked about this today. I was doing a workshop for my audience that my first ever client I signed on was a $4,000 client for a six week coaching program. And that was the client. I was like, why did you choose to work with me when you could have worked with anybody else? And it was because once again, he saw something he wanted and he would pay any amount of price to get that thing. So yeah. for me, it's like there is no one way to build. Oh, I absolutely, I so agree with you, Sabra. Around, I I also have um, the saying too. Like as you say, break the rules. Stupid rules. Stupid rules are meant to be broken. They just have a sign on them, don't they? Break me, yeah. rebel. Don't do what you're, you're told because everybody else follows. Just change it up. Find a business model that works with you. I had to laugh when you said around asking, you know, that client, why do you work with me? Because I remember when I upped my prices in the career coaching industry, I was sweating on the inside. Like, thankfully, that we didn't do Zoom calls because, you know, Zoom wasn't invented back then. I'm kind of showing my age. And when I set the price, I kind of stopped. I didn't know, realize back then that that was actually what you should do. And the person went, Oh, I would have paid you double, actually, triple for that. <laughs> it was a massive lesson. It was a massive lesson. 
and um, you know that that's right. So, what would you say then to someone who is at the you know beginning of of starting their their business is to just dip your toe in the water of maybe offering the clients or the community who are following you some higher end programs what are some of the things that you would recommend when people are looking at higher end programs because you know obviously if you are going to be offering higher level programs at higher level fees there's got to be a level of premium Mm -hmm. there isn't there so what are some things that they need to be mindful of absolutely and the first thing I always want to touch on and I always want to lead with is bring awareness to where you're at I have clients that come to me at They're so skilled at what they do, and they know for a fact that they have something that can transform someone's life. So they're ready to charge a premium price, even if they've never sold a program before. While other clients may come to me and they may have a skill, but they're still unsure if they can get a client a result. They're just starting out. So it's not aligned for them to charge $5,000, $10,000 for an offer just starting out. So for one, that's what I always like to lead to, like bring awareness of where you're actually at and also get to a price point where it feels good for you to sell. Like you're not afraid to say the price because like what you said, same same for me when I first got started, it was really hard for me to sell. It was really hard for me to say the price. It was really hard for me to receive money. But if you are at that stage, um, once again, look at if I'm packaging something into an offer, the end result someone is getting, the promise that I'm delivering, how much is it actually valued to them? Like truthfully, how much is it value to them? So for an example, one of my core programs, it's a three month container group style. And I charge six grand for that. People coming out of that program have reached 40K months into their business. So of course, the value, they're getting double, triple the price of what they invested in. Now, a lot of people, especially in the space that we're in, they think, oh, like I can only charge high prices if I'm like a business coach, right? Because you can see like the revenue that someone's getting. Well, think about it. If someone's in the midst of almost getting a divorce and they will do anything to fix their marriage. If I was in that situation, I don't care how much money it is. I want to save my marriage. So it's, it's more about the value and the way that you're positioning that offer in the marketplace and how you can deliver that message in a way that someone needs to take action on it right now. Um, And this is backtracking just a little bit with marketing, but tie your offers in with the trends and with the seasons, like what's going on in the world that people will jump in your offer right now, not a week from now, not a month from now, not next year, but actually right, right now. What I love about that is that you really have given people some a scope as to understand where you're at, what are you offering, and often we aren't, we're not clear because a we haven't uh, asked the right questions, and there may be people in your community that can also give you feedback as to what's really valuable. I mean, if you can save people time, if you think of the cost of your ideal client not doing something, what is the cost for them physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally, financially? You know, and I think um, we mentioned around not 
recognizing your brand essence that you know that factor that is unforgettable just in unique about you there may be some things that you've been able to come up with and systems and processes that will save people time that will give people a roadmap step by step to getting somewhere far quicker because they now know don't have to make the same mistakes that maybe took you years and i think sometimes it's reflecting on that and getting so clear on the benefit and the outcome and the cost that your clients now won't need to go through, mm-hmm. um, you know, for doing that on their own. Is that something that you ha- had to go through yourself and once you realise that you, a lot of coaches, we do that, don't we? We really negate um, yeah. Yeah. the experience yeah. and, and knowledge, even if it's a couple of years, but that couple of years, if you've gone through a lot of hardship challenges and come up, had to come up with a lot of ways and in saving time, money and getting systems in place and, and whatever it is that's your expertise, that's valuable for someone else, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I always say it's like my my first ever mentor I met at my university always told me this and something that's always stuck with me is like find someone who's done what you want to do and follow in their footsteps. That's why for when I became a coach, but that's also why like I always invest into coaches because I love having a guide of like where I'm headed. Once again, for me, just like any probably other entrepreneur, when I got started, um, I didn't have that much money, right? So I found the resources, but I probably wasted like six months trying to figure it out on my own. And then I realized like I manifested all this time wasted when I could have just, you know, worked with someone who had already done it. So the thing is, even if someone may not buy right now in your audience, if you show up, if you're consistent, you display your offer at the right time. If they're ready, they're going to jump on it. Yes, absolutely. Now, this is often a question that I know a lot of coaches ask as well, that when it's talking about building your brand message, what are some of the things, we're nearly at the end of um, today's interview, but when it talks about marketing, the different platforms, what are you seeing? What are some things that maybe you and your team are doing that's working really well for coaches to get that message out? Are there specific platforms that you're gravitating gravitating towards? What's happening in that space? Yes, hot trends. So I also just talked about this today too. But for me, the two main platforms I'm on is Instagram and Facebook. I love both. I've been on both for years. Um, For me, I'm gravitating a little bit more on Instagram. And the reason why is because the insane amount of reach you can get on there organically blows my mind. On Facebook, when you make a post, only people that see it are people that are following you, like following or friends with you. On Instagram, when you make a post and you use hashtags, your post can be seen in front of thousands, literally millions of people. So if you have, of course, your message, you have your offer, One trend that's working so well right now is reels on Instagram. So if you're not sure what reels are, they're basically short mini videos like TikToks, but Instagram have created reels. So that is so fun to create. There's so many trends you can use, like, you know, like voiceovers, dancing reels, reels that you can share your story. But what I've realized with reels, I've been probably doing it for a few months now, is it's one of the easiest ways to gain followers because you can get creative and how you're sharing your message. So for an example, I did a reel 
I want to say this was back in like June and it was more so to generate leads. It was to generate leads. And I did a reel talking to camera and it was basically, do you want to learn how to gain a hundred followers? If so, drop your handle below and I'll send you over a free audit of your profile. I cannot tell you. I think I still have people posting and commenting. I got well over a hundred leads from that one reel that took me 15 seconds to create so you can literally use this exact model. That. Do you, yeah, do you have whatever that is uh, for you? And isn't it interesting there is that particular reel that continues to be repurposed for you. And you're not actually doing anything, I would imagine. People are just finding it. Yeah, yeah. People are engaging with that and dropping their handles and then through them doing that, it kind of prompts that algorithm, doesn't it? I, I think that's yeah. how yeah, and with Instagram, the reason why it's working so well is because it's still a new feature. So Instagram is rewarding people who are making reels. And actually, they just came out of a feature where you get paid to make reels if you're active on them. So right now, I'm making reels and I'm getting paid for it, which is which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, amazing. And so did you just then, you said you'd only just started with reels, what, six or so months ago? Or, or, or have you been doing it longer with the reels? So I got the feature because um, they were rolling out the feature for only like a few like different countries. And then I got it for a little bit earlier this year and then randomly it disappeared and then it came back. Yeah, so yeah. I was testing it out for a few months, but just consistently over the past probably two or three months, I've been testing it out a little bit more. Fantastic. Good. I love that. And, you know, sometimes it, it is just trying those different things out. And if it fits with your style, like, um, I mean, I've done a few myself, but I tell you what, I will never be dancing. That's not me. <laughs> I did get over myself and did some pointing, but it was a very more relaxed pointing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's more for the younger generation, I think. Well, not really. It's just that there, there is just, but it, as we were saying, find what fits with your style. Yeah, yeah. And just do that to the best that you can. So I've loved our conversation today. Thank you so much for, uh, for sharing your expertise. How can people find out more about you? Maybe how, what's your Instagram handle so that they can go and watch your reels? What's the best way to connect? Yeah, yeah. So best way to connect with me, of course, on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, my handle on Instagram is at the Saba Lee. So T-H. E-S-A-B-A-H-A-L-I. So feel free to connect with me on there. Send me a message. I love to connect with new people. And yeah, check out my reels and, and create your own. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you so very much. Keep keep shining the light on, uh, you know, the, the art of attraction because there are so many coaches who are working in areas around mindset, mental health, that really need to have their message heard because people mm. are struggling around the world. And with coaching, it's one of those industries that really hasn't been impacted too much because many of us can work with clients no matter where they're based we just need the internet your phone um you know other pieces of technology to be able to make a difference in their lives so uh, follow Saba and um yeah thanks once again for coming on the show thank you so much for having me this podcast is brought to you by the influencealliance.com want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com 
forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series.